This is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's episode four of the Golden View Podcast. Since my last uh, podcast episodes with you guys, man, have I had a great week plus of Vancouver sports and Vancouver sporting events, starting with the attendance at the November 7th Sunday game between the Whitecaps and Sounders, uh, the Seattle Sounders, that ended in a 1-1 tie. Uh, with 25,000-plus fans in place at BC Place Stadium for, honestly, one of the best sporting events I've seen in years uh, from a fan's perspective in terms of the game itself, uh, the action, the atmosphere, all coming on the sort of heels of and the, you know, it's not anymore, but the last 20 months of COVID-19 with everybody's, you know, lack of ability to to attend any kind of sporting event uh, and to go to BC Place uh, to watch a game like that on a Sunday, to see the Whitecaps uh, come back from down one nothing to tie that game and advance to the postseason. They now play the third-seeded Real Salt Lake in a game on November the 20th, Saturday. Uh, and I'm just going to actually check the time on that one for you. And it is going to be Saturday, November the 20th at 2 p.m. our time. Uh, really, really looking forward to this game. So happy for the Whitecaps uh, and for Whitecaps fans, um, you know, heading into the fact that this team started the season with two out of 12 wins, uh, changed their coach from Mark DeSantos to a team that now uh, finds itself in the postseason, having finished sixth in the Western Conference of the MLS. Uh, Kansas City was 17-10-7 and in the regular season for 58 points. Whitecaps were 12-9-13 and for 49 points. Uh, the 7 and 13 in those records being draws or ties. And so just having a look here, um, it looks like uh, Kansas City beat Real Salt Lake uh, 1-0 in their last game. And so the conference sits with the uh, Whitecaps in 6th, playing the 3rd seeded, like I said, uh, Sporting KC. And so that was followed up by Tuesday night, last Tuesday night, uh, November the 9th, uh, attendance for the Vancouver Canucks home game against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, interesting one there too. Uh, really was not impressed with the Canucks effort in that game uh, in the first two periods. Thought they were pretty flat with some exceptions. There was outstanding goaltending by the uh, Anaheim Ducks uh, goaltender John Gibson in that game. Uh, the Canucks ran uh, Yaroslav Halak. And the Canucks uh, lost in that game 3-2 in overtime. Uh, it took the Canucks until the late in the third period to tie it at two, with Elias Pettersson scoring on a shorthanded goal on a penalty against Yaro Halak that clearly wasn't a penalty, uh, despite the fact that Anaheim Duck captain Ryan Getzlaff had skated by Halak after he'd stretched out his toe and fell over. Uh, Canucks, though, did follow up with three straight losses. Uh, just take to Twitter or just have a quick look online, and you'll see about the kind of stuff that's coming down right now about the Canucks having lost their last three games They've given up 19 goals. Uh, people are calling for the coach's head and Travis Green. They're calling for the general manager's head and Jim Benning. Uh, it's like the Sharks are circling both the Canucks and the Lions right now if you're a fan 
boy, this is a really tough time to watch these two teams, uh, both who have bad records. The BC Lions are now 4-9 and nine with seven straight losses, losing to Calgary this past Friday, uh, 33-23. If you follow my Twitter account, I don't have one for the show yet, but I do have one for my personal account, which is at Lebaneb, L-E-B-A-N-E-B, where I got into some pretty heated exchanges uh, with the actual BC Lions Twitter account itself, where I basically called them out for saying with two games left that the Lions were itching for a playoff spot. If we'd seen the previous six games where they lost all six straight, uh, including that stretch where they played uh, Winnipeg twice, lost 45 nothing once, where they played Calgary and lost 30-9 in that game, there was no way that by the time the Lions entered the game this past Friday against Calgary, they were anywhere near being a playoff contender. Uh, and they are definitely out of the postseason now after Friday's loss to Calgary. They play the Edmonton Elks this coming Friday for the last full home game of the season. It's the last uh, season for the Lions. Last uh, game of the season. Uh, closing the book on another season for the BC Lions like 2019 that really looks like a flop. Um, if they finish up with a win against the Elks, they'd be 5-9. and nine. If they lose their 4-10, and 10, uh, the Edmonton Elks, as I've mentioned in the past on the podcast, are actually worse than the BC Lions uh, this season. Uh, and I'm just checking their record here. The Elks uh, play the Lions on Friday, like I said. And the Edmonton Elks are the worst team in the CFL West right now. They're actually below BC in the standings. Have pretty much been that way all season. Uh, but I, I do want to look back at a game against the Lions where the Elks actually beat the Lions in August. Uh, that was an interesting result for BC. And so they beat the BC Lions 21-16 on August 19th. And so the Elks um, are 2-10, and while the Lions, like I said, are 4-9. and So the Elks have two games left. Um, they must have had a bye week already this week. The Lions have finished their byes. And so just breaking down quickly last week's game against Calgary, uh, you know, the Lions um, also allowed Calgary to clinch a, a, their playoff spot for, I believe, what is the 16th uh, straight season. Um, and so this, the, the stamps are 7-6. and six. I see it setting up a matchup in the playoffs, at least in the CFL West semifinal with the Riders and uh, Rough Riders and Stampeders. I think that's going to be interesting. Uh, the Blue Bombers are still the class of the CFL West and really the CFL at 11-2, and two, but the Alouettes actually beat the Blue Bombers this past weekend, 28-14. to 14. Only the second team in this CFL season to beat the Blue Bombers. So I don't know if that has the potential to show some kind of foreshadowing for the BC Lions, uh, or sorry, not for the BC Lions, for the CFL playoff picture as we move to the Grey Cup because someone has actually beat Winnipeg twice this season. And I don't think uh, many people around the CFL are thinking anybody else but Winnipeg is going to win that Grey Cup. A um, few more things on the Lions here. Uh, running back James Butler, we've talked about the basic non-existent uh, running game this uh, season for the BC Lions, but James Butler had 11 carries on 89 yards and seven receptions for 36. So really over 100 total yards is 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 pretty impressive uh, for that running back. And, you know, I don't have all the stats from the last show um, on on sort of BC's lack of running game all season. It's definitely cost them uh, their running game, their defense, and in large part their special teams 
Specifically, their kicking and punting has also really hurt them. And so for the Lions, it's just another one of those games where they're get, seasons where they're going to wrap up with a home game without the playoffs to go to. They are going to start uh, Nathan Rourke, a quarterback. I think that's a really interesting uh, development for the Lions. I really want to see what he can do. Uh, looking forward to seeing how often they're going to engage and use Rourke uh, in upcoming seasons, I really hope they do. I hope the Lions will think about uh, moving to a younger quarterback, even with Riley in the fold. I'm not sure how much longer they intend to keep Riley. It's not something I'd be spending a lot of time and a lot of money thinking about. And so BC Lions this Friday against the Edmonton Elks, uh, starting, I believe it's at 7 or 7.30 as always. And that's the last Lions game of the season. As mentioned, back to the Canucks. Uh, losers of three straight on the road, uh, seven goals given up against the Colorado Avalanche last Thursday, seven goals given up against the Vegas Golden Knights on Saturday, five goals given up in Sunday's game yesterday in a rematch against the Ducks. So they've now been outscored, uh, you know, 19 goals against in three games while scoring one against uh, Colorado. So they've scored 19 to five. So I think a lot of Canuck fans know um you know, what's been happening with his team over the now in the eighth year of Jim Benning. Uh, a lot of people calling for Jim Benning to be fired. A lot of people calling for Travis Green to be fired. Uh, you know, it's pretty clear in a lot of people's eyes that, and I don't think that Jim Benning, um, you know, there's really much more he can do with this team. It's pretty clear that uh, his time in Vancouver being generous um, is one of mixed success, despite success with drafting. Um, but player management, contracts, uh, he's really hurt himself and this team with some really large deals to people like Brandon Sutter, who've really, um, you know, haven't really done much in a Canucks uniform other than one season where he played 81 games. Uh, other than that, he's been often injured, often hurt, uh, affected by the COVID-19 uh, pandemic that hit the Canucks uh, last season, still feeling those lingering effects even now, despite the fact his five-year contract had expired. They brought him back on a one-year, $1 million deal to see if he could help the fourth line. Uh, the Canucks uh, did get Tyler Mott back last night, who is, I think, a real key to this team, not only for his penalty-killing ability, but just for his energy uh, and his presence on the ice. And uh, he did make somewhat of a difference on that penalty kill, but the Ducks basically... Um, they really took it to the Canucks again last night. So the Canucks really struggling. Uh, you know, um, it's not that late in the season. When we look back at the number of games that they've played uh, so far, they haven't even hit the 20 game mark. A lot of people say judge them then. They're 5 9 and 2. So they've played 16 games. But it doesn't get any easier for the Canucks this week uh, with the upcoming homestand. Colorado again this Wednesday, Winnipeg this Friday, and the Chicago Blackhawks on. Uh, Sunday before the Canucks go out on a one, two, three, four, five game road trip next week on the 24th against Pittsburgh, Columbus, Boston, the Montreal Canadiens, the Ottawa Senators to bring them back home to play Pittsburgh on December the 4th. So the Canucks are in tough once again. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with this team. There are literally so many questions surrounding it. Is it Elias Pettersson? Is it offense? Is it defense? Is it special teams? Is it goaltending? I would also say it's funny how 10 years later, almost to the week, 
that it was the BC Lions who won the Grey Cup in 2011 uh, in November after an 0-5 start, and a Canucks team in 2011 who made it to the Stanley Cup final. We seem to be on the other end of that sort of cycle we see with sports teams sometimes 10 years later where two of our uh, Vancouver teams are some of the worst teams in the league, um, you know, and you've got uh, a lot of questions surrounding both those teams. So there you go, everybody. That's another edition of the Golden V podcast. Uh, stay tuned. I'll be back next week uh, breaking down the Lions last game of the season, the Whitecaps uh, playoff game, which I think is going to be a win, and the Canucks continuing homestand and then road trip. We'll talk to you soon. This, this is the Golden V Podcast. The Golden V Podcast is a Vancouver, Canada-based podcast talking Vancouver sports. We talk about hockey, football, baseball, soccer, and other sports, including the Canucks, Lions, Vancouver Whitecaps, Canadians, and any other relevant sports news in the Vancouver, Canada area.